all things Montessori community. It's Tuesday. I'm so excited about our episode today. I'm going to tell you all about it, but first I have to talk about a few very important things. Number one, we have two new patrons to welcome to our amazing community over there. Thank you so much to Bill and Gabby for becoming patrons of All Things Montessori. We could not do this without you. If you want to become a patron like these incredible people, go on over to our Patreon page. You can select which tier you want to be. This comes with extra content. It comes with some All Things Montessori merchandise. It's super, super great. And we appreciate it so much because we are doing this for you guys. So it's so fun to give something back. I also want to talk about a really amazing company um, that is partnering with, with us and actually sponsoring this episode. The company is called Cutelary. It is designed to help toddlers and preschool age children foster independence and develop an excitement for self-feeding. Now we know how important it is. Independence is so important for all Montessorians and it really starts with the younger ages. It was developed by a Montessori mom with a toddler and you know, she, she wanted to get good flatware and silverware out there that were appropriate for a toddler and preschool age child. It's amazing. It's so cool. So go ahead and go to shopcutelary.com. Um, and if you spend $20 or more, you can get 15% off with our promo code podcast 15. The promo code is podcast 15 for 15% off an order of $20 or more. It's awesome. Check it out. It's linked at the description. And as always, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Sapling Supply. We love Sapling Supply. It's an amazing furniture company. They design natural, beautifully aesthetic Montessori furniture pieces. Great for all ages. It's fantastic. And again, you can get 10% off anything site-wide at Sapling Supply when you use our promo code ATM10. And that is also linked below. We are so thrilled to have this incredible collaboration of Montessori companies helping us with our mission of getting Montessori out there to all of the world, making it more accessible, and just really, you know, creating a larger community. So thank you so much to our sponsors. Now, this episode, oh my goodness. So we are talking all about work journals, work journals, and the importance of the work journal in the elementary classroom. You may have heard a student complain about a work journal. Maybe you have one that has decorated their work journal that is just a work of art. The work journal is super important in a lot of different ways. And Jamie and I really break it down. We talk about why we do them, how to help a child who may be struggling with the work journal, and really just do an overview of how important this scheduling, time management, and really self-reflection um, can really help with the elementary child. And this experience will stay with them for the rest of their life. So we hope you enjoy this fun episode all about work journals. And again, thank you to everyone for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love doing this podcast for you and we couldn't be happier with your support. So thank you to everybody who signed up on Patreon. Thank you to everybody who has left a review. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for all the messages. Thank you for the emails and just thank you for listening. We are so delighted to make this podcast possible and we can't wait to keep sharing it every single week. Thank you guys. Enjoy this episode. Hey, Jamie, how's it going? It's going really well. How about you? It's going well as well. <laughs> you know, um, it's good. Um, you know, some days with quarantine, how some days you're just doing great. And then other days it's like, really? 
we're still here. You know? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Ugh. It, it's so t- it, it's yeah, it feels simultaneously like time is passing so quickly. And then also yes. that it has just been forever. Um, well, the, it was so funny. I saw this thing on Instagram recently and it was something like, well, this past year has been and I was just like, oh, my God, wait, it's almost the end of 2020. I honestly had to be like, oh, God, how did what? Like, <laughs> like, it's it's kind of nuts. So I know what you mean about time just flying by, just literally just flying by, um, especially now that we're in the fall. Right. It's just it's it's really quick. Yeah, it's yeah. just going. And we're, you know, at least around here, we're still pretty limited in what we can do, you know, so there's not. Yeah. And what we're willing to do. So it is just a it's just a lot of a lot of togetherness and and yep. time and the weather's getting uh, not as pleasant. Dar- yeah. Darker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love fall. I'm all for it, but it does kind of make makes me want to just be like extra cozy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, no, I still have to be productive today. <laughs> right. Um. My gosh. But yeah. But anyway, okay. Other than the quarantine, as we all know, uh, we want to talk about something um fairly important. I would say in the Montessori classroom, uh, the beautiful thing called the work journal. <laughs> or I've heard, you know, work record, learning journal. Right. There's all sorts of yes. names. All different names. Yes. But I've traditionally called it a, a work journal. Well, Jamie, why don't you give us a trainer level uh, definition of what a work journal is? <laughs> well, it's a tool for the children's developing responsibility. And, you, you know, to be honest, also for their freedom. Um, but we... We want them at its very minimum. Um, it's a it's a way that they can track what they've done in a given day. Yeah. So for children that have, you know, the complete freedom to choose their work throughout the day, this is the little piece that is um, keeping track of what they've been up to. And so they, again, at the very minimum are writing the date, the time, that they start a work and what that work was. And that allows them, what we want to use the work journal for with them is simply helping them to really see how they work and how they use their time. And they see that through the record that they keep of what they've done. Mm -hmm. Um, So at the heart of it, that's what it is. Because when they become aware of how they work and what they work on, then they get to know themselves as workers and learners and they know um, how to make changes if they if they need to make any changes if they judge you know make a an evaluation that perhaps they want to be more productive or spend their time differently um, it's helping them to develop that awareness right and they and that comes in handy that specifically when we have um, individual meetings with the children because they're you know they're gonna be looking at their work journal maybe, Maybe you're looking at Mm -hmm. it. Maybe you're seeing what they got up to um, and just having a conversation. No judgment, of course, but um, seeing how it's going. I found this specifically with the younger ones. Um, They need they need more support with it. Um, Also, uh, oh, my gosh, I made a mistake where I 
I had it in my brain that I knew that they needed to write the time down, but I hadn't given a time lesson yet. <laughs> so um, I adapted, obviously. Uh, no big deal. Um, my point is it can start off very simplistic at first. Um, I even, um, for my younger ones, I, they made their own, like it was like more of like a booklet, like a smaller version, not like a big intimidating, like big, you know, composition book or something that, that was for the, the older ones when they were like ready to, to use that. Well, and even, you know, when you're first starting the beginning of the year and you have children that are new to the classroom, that means those children have almost no freedom in the classroom right. because they don't know anything. Yes. Right? Like they don't know. They they recognize the bead cabinet maybe. I mean, but they really don't know what to do. So it's likely that they're getting spending the bulk of their day with the adult in the classroom. Yeah. And if they're spending the bulk of the day with you and you're really managing their time because you're trying to give them a bunch of stuff to get them busy so that they start <laughs> working independently. Yes then they don't need to keep a journal right? <laughs> because they're with you all the time. You know what they're doing. And holy moly. I mean, I did do that. I tried to do a journal with six-year-olds when they first started oh, no. when I was teaching mm -hmm. my first year. Yep. Yeah. And you, I mean, no. you spend 40 minutes just getting them to write the date. Yes. And the time, yeah. even if you just, even if you write it out for them to copy. Right. So then by the end of that, they don't want a lesson from you because you're the most boring person. Yeah. And then the they world. hate it. And they're like, why would I ever <laughs> want to do this? Oh my gosh. Yeah. They don't like the journal. So um, you introduce the journal when the children are starting to work more independently and they are developing, you know, some of those capacities they need, which is, you know, able ability to write and the ability to tell time. And, um, and you know, that you, you can see it's not going to get in the way of what they're doing. Um, and so that, you know, that can happen a little later in their, in their first year, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fine. I did the same thing. <laughs> um, tried to make something happen when it really didn't need to and no harm done. Right. Uh, and like everything else in the classroom, they work up to that point. And I, I found that the work journal, um, as they continue to grow, uh, their, their journaling and their, you know, time management grows. It's really great to see that progress, but it's really cool because they see it a lot themselves, which is why I think personally it continues to get better. Yeah. Well, and it's what I've consistently heard from middle school and high school teachers that have had a lot of Montessori kids come to their program. So non, like not, I've heard this from non Montessori programs yeah. at the middle school and high school level, like some different prep schools in uh, Ohio and Washington state, um, that they really, one thing that makes Montessori kids stand out is their time management. Mm. And that is a direct result of how we support them with the work journal, not as a as a punitive thing, but as a we help them develop that awareness of how how they spend their time and what they get for the time they've spent and how they might shift their their work habits as a result. And it's a it's really powerful. It's such a gift. I mean, think about time mm -hmm. management just in life in general. 
I mean, it's everywhere and it's such a skill. And to learn that at such a young age and to be responsible for something like that is such an amazing lesson to receive and one in which they can eventually be proud of, I think. Um, I mean, I had some kids in my class that they would carry around their work journal like a medal of honor. It was like their <laughs> prized possession. I had some who, you know, kept it at the bottom of their cubby or whatever, which also was fine, you know, but I I think that's so cool. Um, it's like how how I am now with like my Google calendar. You know, it's it's the same kind of thing, you know, planning and time management and being proud of being able to look back at a day and be like, wow, look all the stuff I did. Right. Or wow, I, I worked on geometry this morning for three hours. Whoa, that's so cool. Right. Or to look back and say, oh my gosh, I spent three hours and I actually wasn't working that whole time. I was <laughs> right. goofing off with my friends. Like both of those are yeah. valuable things to like discover. And yes. we want the children to discover that. So we're yeah. not going to say, oh, you were so amazing at working today. Look what you got done. But neither are we going to say, I can't believe you goofed off with your friends all day. That's such a bad habit to have, right? Like we're not going to assign value judgments to what happens in their journals. We're going to get the children to reflect and come to their own sort of evaluation of how they use their time. We can ask some Mm -hmm. guiding questions about that, but we really want it to come from them because that's where it's going to have the value. Like someone telling you doesn't have the same, the same impact. No, it doesn't. And I think uh, this is a trap that I fell into. I fell into wanting it to be really rigid or I had a child who just continually wasn't really keeping up with it. But then when I would like look at him, he would like write something in there and I don't even know what it was. I I put a lot. I put I put frankly, I put too much importance on it. And that was a good learning lesson for me to be like, okay, why do I care? No, it's not about me. It's about him. Why isn't he? You know, why? Why doesn't he want to write in this? So that was a good observation moment for me as a teacher. And I think that happens more often than not, because it's not like every single child is going to be like a 100 percent proficient work journal writer. Right. It's it's an individual thing. Every work journal is different because each child is different. And that was a big lesson for me. Um, And I had to really take myself out of it as, you know, sometimes we just get in our own way, especially in the classroom. Yeah. And we we worked together and we came up with a compromise and then it was it was better. You know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, we don't do really anything for the whole class in our classrooms, right? We don't have whole class requirements. So when we think about the work journal, we have to pull back and say, what are the goals? Like, what are we trying to accomplish with this work journal? We want the children to be reflective about how they spend their time. And we want them to have a record of that so that they can be reflective because it's easy to forget what you did two days later, right? right? So we want that to be present for them. And we, you know, we really want to have this tool that they can use to sort of start even planning or thinking about how they want to spend their time. And so that can be accomplished in a number of ways. You know, there is, it can be a written document, but you could have some sort of, you know, the children could build their own sort of graphic uh, organizer of some sort. You know, they could, they, this can be expressed in a number of ways. So I encourage teachers to be really creative. I mean, these days it could even be a, um, 
for children that have real struggles with writing, it could be something that's dictated into, yeah. you know, and recorded somewhere. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I would encourage teachers to be really reflective on how to make these useful and not, so, you know, not not something that children hate to do. Uh, right. Because, because they will hate it. Yeah. <laughs> if they can't. Yeah. I had one little and, guy who I had for many years um, and, you know, even older, he just stopped uh, using it and you know, it was turning into a power struggle between me and him. Yeah. And of course, yep. <laughs> right. I'm, we know what happens. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm destined to lose. And so, right. uh, and so we talked and, and he was like, it was, he was like not working also at all, basically. Mm. So I, you know, brilliantly, finally, much too <laughs> late into this almost or probably outright power struggle, I, <laughs> I finally was like, oh, I should just talk to him. <laughs> right, right. Amazing. He's oh, gosh. 10 years old. I could just have a conversation. Um, so I just said, hey, I've been noticing you're having some trouble with the work journal. What's up? Like, what's going on? What can we do? You know, and he, um, you know, he had all sorts of reasons that it really got in the way. He felt very locked in if he wrote it down and then he chose something mm. different. And then if he chose something different, the idea that he had to write it down again was like stressing him out, you know. And so um, I said, wow. I said, well, how about we just stop? Let's just stop for a little while. Like, why don't you just work yeah. and get excited? So we took about a week where he just got excited about work again. And then we came up with more of a plan. I think um, I helped... Uh, provide some more structure so that it didn't seem as overwhelming for him. Yeah. So, I mean, part of it is going to get to the bottom because you don't want the one way you've chosen to make work journals happen to actually be like an obstacle to the child getting the value, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So that's something to really consider carefully and then making it appealing. So I did the same thing where they, they could, um, it was a pretty low risk kind of option the first time they got a journal, which was, you know, photocopied pages kind of stapled together with a cover. And then when they were ready, they could move into, um, uh, we actually moved to a, a beautiful spiral bound, like, oh, nice notebook. Nice. Not, you know, I found that composition books aren't that exciting for children. And so, I mean, I don't know. No, and they're, they can, they can, the binding can break easily oh, too. Oh, it gets yeah, beat. I mean, I can't, I wish I had pictures of all the beat up, destroyed <laughs> uh, composition books that I've seen used uh, by children, um, which like, I don't want to work with a composition book. Yeah, no. You know, all the papers are, I mean, I've seen some of them. They're, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing what yeah. a seven-year-old can do when they're shoving it oh, in their yeah. work cubby. Um, so thinking about ways to make it something that they, you know, want to care about. And another idea that I got from a colleague, uh, Elise Huntington-Keystone, is uh, have a little basket at every work table where the work journals can go in when someone's sitting there so that they don't get like put under the chair and then stepped on and yeah or on the floor Uh or who knows Uh uh uh-huh so getting a little basket that collects whoever's working at a particular table can just toss it in there anyway that's nice brilliant tip i love that i know and also um designs between days 
that's one of my favorite elements of it. Um, and it's, it makes it fun. I mean, that's, that's how, that's how I, that, that was a good, uh, gateway for a, a bunch of, a bunch of my students. Um, because, oh my gosh, I get to make a, do, a new design every day. And then I remember, well, Miss Rachel, how many lines can the design be? <laughs> and there was like half of a page that's like a beautiful drawing. And I was like, sure, whatever. It's right. Fine. Um, but I mean, it's, that shows me that they are interested in it, even if it was just that and the date. Yeah, you know, that's progress. That's progress. And as they get older, they can start to beautify more. They can mm-hmm. write more information about what they have done. I have seen older children use it as a more um, a space for them to to do some uh, self-reflection and evaluation on their own work. So like I, I did this and this was hard or this was exciting or I feel proud of, you know, where they've, where they've provided more detail, which is also, um, which is also fantastic for them and for us to get that little bit. Oh yeah. That feedback. I remember I had, I just have a funny story about work journals. I had this one student who just was very resistant of the work journal, but he was a really good worker, but um, he didn't understand why he had to write everything down. And I was, again, on my high horse power struggle, weird, you know, going into a death trap, basically. And I just was like, well, you know, I just I was trying to explain all the reasons why it's important. Of course, I didn't ask him his opinion at this time. I was just (laughs) kind of in my head. So the next. individual meeting we had he had written down everything everything I sharpened my pencil at this time I mean it was like the most detailed diatribe I've ever seen in my life and I just started I just like bust out laughing it was the funniest thing ever and then we collaborated and we talked about it but it took I loved that he did that and I could have been angry at that I can I mean because it was sort of annoying but I could see his point at that moment, right, I was like, right. okay, all right, I got to chill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it was just a kind of a humbling moment for me as a teacher. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. We just thought, and it just became this big joke and it actually helped with our relationship funnily mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So I just think there's so many things that can come out of this. So much self-discovery for the children, so much time management and also the relationship that you can develop with them right. as they work on this. Right. Yeah. And you really need to steer clear of a work plan. So a work journal is not a work plan. It's not a list of required activities in a day or a week. Um, We want to be really careful about that. There are some children that might need some support in making choices. And there there are ways that we can approach that. But giving them a piece of paper or a plan that tells them what to do, even if it's a sort of template that they fill in, um, but that is really limiting. It's limiting choice. It's limiting responsibility. It's not helping to build those capacities of freedom and responsibility. So um, I, I, I never used to work work plans. I don't, I don't, I didn't use them in my own 10 years in the classroom, uh, except individually, I might develop some plans with children or get them right. to start thinking about planning. And I had a number of older children that wanted to get a planner 
um, mm. to start planning mm. their own time over the week, like as they were getting ready to transition to middle school. Sure. Um, of course, it was the people who didn't really need a planner that thought this was great. <laughs> right, of course, but they want to be more <laughs> planned. Always, 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 um, always. But but especially for younger children, the idea of um, kind of forcing them to plan out their day, that's hard. That's hard to right. do. It's hard for most adults I know that have independent work right. choice throughout the day. Um, well, we all know like making a to-do list can be one of the most anxiety producing things in the world because it's like, how am I going to get all this done? Yep. And so it, just think it, about doing that as a kid. Right. right. And then looking at the end of the day and seeing that you haven't completed the tasks. Right. And so then you just right. kind of it feel feels, like a loser. feels bad. Yeah. Right. So it's not an effective strategy if it's given, if it's like just on a sheet of paper and there's no... Um, um, there's no personal support around it. If you have children for whom making work choices is hard and you've tried you you need to try to yeah. provide some more structure, then you need to embed that structure in relationship with the child. That means mm-hmm. having conversations, having them come back to you and check in with you after they've done a work, having but but putting it on a piece of paper and then sending them on their own, that's not giving them any skills. That's right. That's giving them a requirement and kind of abandoning them, to be honest. Um, right. And then what if they can't meet that? What are right. They what are then? they going to do? So think about how you're going to help them develop the skills. But the work journal is not a work plan. Now, that being said, you could sometimes I've sat in an individual meeting with a child and said, hey, have you followed up on that lesson or do you want to, and the child's, you know, Mm. oh no, I really want to do that, but I keep forgetting. And so I would encourage them to like turn a couple pages ahead in their work journal. Oh, and write it. And write it there. And they would just find it and be reminded, you know, like little things like that, even to help them. Um, Yes. But but a plan that they have to feel like they have to complete in a given day or a given week, that is, that's really limiting exploration. And it's really yeah. limiting um, their freedom, their their own developing responsibility. So that's definitely not what the work journal is. And really, no, it's something completely different. The other thing I've seen with people with work plans is that those children who um, methodically follow a work plan get a lot of positive feedback from the adult in the classroom. And so it feels satisfying because the adults like sort of praising almost, you know, and then those children that struggle to to get things done on that work plan don't get that same feedback. So it's there's just so many levels to how it's hard. I mean, some children do like to be able to make a list and check things off. And if that's the case. Right. Great. More power to them. But um, but definitely not something we need to introduce, especially the younger they are. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I I mean, I've had I've had experiences where I really wanted to do that um, because it seems easier to make a plan. Right. Um, But it it is it's not it's not the way we want to go about it. Um, and the beauty of the right. work journal is that it is theirs and it's their learning and it's it's going to serve to be an ally in, in their experience in the classroom. Um, and you don't want to take that away from them. Um, and it's so, again, with time yeah. management, we didn't even touch on that. They are learning so much about time and the days and how much they spend on stuff. I mean, that is just a, incredible, you know, amazing. Yeah, it's really valuable. So developing like a... a a healthy work journal culture, one that isn't um, where the children don't feel like 
they're being, you know, forced. Scru- <laughs> yeah, scrutinized and forced, yeah. and but also where they're able to get the benefit of really getting to know themselves as workers, like that's the real focus so that yes. they can, you know, because then you can have conversations like, wow, you know, I noticed that you've really um, done a lot of like art and geometry the last few weeks, but I haven't seen some of the other areas. And then mm. It could be that the child's like, yeah, I haven't gotten any other lessons in another area, you know, (laughs) and then you learn too. oh, yeah, I better. I better better do that. (laughs) Um, Or or the child says, yeah, well, it's because I've been working on this big project or um, or whatever. Like it really helps you to develop your relationship, especially when you approach it without judgment, but just like really wanting to understand like what's going on. It's all about collaboration, right? It's all about that collaboration, the care that you're putting into knowing what they're up to and then working on um, getting what they need and you're getting the lessons that you need to get out and things like that. I think work journals and individual meetings really help with your lesson planning. Oh, Um, yeah. Really helps. Yeah. It's great. It's a great thing. Yeah. So work journals are great. Definitely great. They're worth the effort. They're worth the effort and they are an individual experience for each child something really important to remember 